It's fun to write a letter and look forward to every plot. The Outline World Dispatch. Monday, June 19th, 2017. I'm Gabby Del Valle. Today on The Dispatch, I learn how to detect fake immigration officers. The best thing you can do is ensure that the person actually has a warrant. They have to be a judicial warrant and they have to be signed by a judge. Jeffy Haza on the politics of SoundCloud rap. The online communities where artists like X thrive rely on a cultish bond that involves an incredible amount of hero worship. And Anne Derek Gaillot on the NCAA's repressive rules. They don't own their images at all, and that's one thing that kept them from being able to profit off of their music. Here's the dispatch. Power. On June 4th, a man wearing an Immigration and Customs Enforcement jacket attended a Spanish-language church service in San Rafael, California, where he took photos of people in the church and in the parking lot. People thought the man, who drove a car with San Francisco City plates, was a real ICE agent, but he bought the jacket online. It turns out anyone can buy fake ICE apparel on websites like eBay and Etsy. I spoke with Lucia Martel Dow, Director of Immigration Legal Services at the Canal Alliance in San Rafael, about the incident. So some days ago, um, a person, an individual who was wearing a jacket uh, that resembled the uniform of an ICE agent decided to visit um, church in San Rafael and um, acted as he was recording a video of license plates and the premises of the church. This church actually rents the space to a congregation that is uh, uh, Latino congregation is in a Spanish-speaking service. And the one person, when they saw the agent, while the service was in progress, uh, decided to uh, film then with his phone what was happening um, and, and how he was acting in the premises of the church. Um, is this the first time you've heard of something like this happening? Yes, it is the first time that I've heard of anything like this happen happening at least in, in this county, in Marin County. Do you have any indication of where he purchased the jacket that he was wearing? Well, I don't know, but, uh, you know, a Google search will take you to places like eBay, for example. Actually, I found a very uh, similar jacket. It's, it's uh, a light kind of jacket that, that, that does have um, the, the Homeland Security logo and the ice words underneath that resembles a lot the jacket that this person was wearing. Did you end up finding out who he was? I think um, the media and the, uh, and the police already identified the individual as someone who is uh, local in San Rafael and also works in uh, a city nearby. So when people in the future, if they're ever approached by someone who's claiming that they're an ICE agent, what are their rights and what should they do? Oftentimes, constitutional rights are exercised based on the location, if it's a private place, public place, etc. So, for example, if someone is encountering an ICE agent in their home or outside their home, uh, the best thing you can do is to make sure that, um, ensure that the person actually has a warrant. Uh, It has to be a judicial warrant and it has to be signed by a judge. It's very unlikely that an ICE agent will have this, but um, but the best thing you can do is just uh, don't open the door unless that person actually does have uh, a warrant. Um, you have to see that this has been signed by a judge, but again, this is actually not very likely. And that interaction can actually happen while you are inside your house. And you also have the right to remain silent. So you can ask what type of police officer it is, because sometimes they just identify themselves as police. 
they don't sometimes identify as ICE agents, but they actually should do it if you ask them what kind of official they are. And uh, you have the right to not open the door. But if you're on the street, um, an ICE agent can actually approach you, but it is important to know that you have the right to remain silent. Uh, you do not have to be, uh, you do not have to talk to an ICE agent. Um, you can actually exercise constitutional rights on the street. And if that person um, is actually detaining you, uh, then you also have the right to uh, not only stay silent, but the right to an attorney. Uh, we recommend that if an ICE agent ever were to approach someone on the street, you should always ask, am I free to go? Am I free to go? If an ICE agent says uh, you are free to go, walk slowly, but you can definitely start separating yourself from that encounter. Um, has there been increased anxiety in San Rafael and the surrounding area recently about immigration and ICE? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's very difficult to separate yourself from what's happening uh, nationally and to separate yourself from what the, the coverage of the press and the media has done of ICE enforcement actions. But it's not only the actions, but also statements that even the head of ICE has made in terms of uh, ensuring that everybody who's undocumented should be afraid. And let's not let's be honest. I mean, this this. This cannot only be targeting people who are undocumented, but people even who are uh, legal permanent residents could be targeted but for enforcement actions. Uh, unless you're a U.S. citizen, you always are under the jurisdiction of this agency. So it's very important to know that this is affecting, you know, immigrant community at large. So if, unless you're a U.S. citizen, you always have the risk to be stopped by a nice agent or be victim of a raid or some sort of enforcement action. So obviously knowing that now the government has said that everyone is a priority, that that has increased the fear in the community, and people are very afraid of, for example, um, doing things such as getting public benefits they may qualify for. Um, in the beginning, they were even scared to take their kids to school, and uh, they didn't want to go to hospitals. Courthouses now are a place where people want to stay away from because they think that ICE agents can go to courthouses, which actually is jeopardizing safety in the community. So I think that overall, it's very obvious for the work that I do, my interaction with clients every day, that they are very afraid. Of course, people have to get out and work and do everything and support their children, but the least amount of, um, you know, outings they do, they feel like they're safer because they feel that their homes are the safest place for them. Great. Thanks so much. You're very welcome. Culture. Double XL hasn't been a good magazine for many years, but its annual freshman cover still holds significance. It's a shared cover and freestyle series starring a different group of young rappers deemed to be up next. This year's cover, which was revealed last week, features artists like Made in Tokyo, Playboy Cardi, and Kamaya, who's the list only woman. Right in the center of the cover, with a scowl and a head of black and blonde dyed locks, stands XXX Temptation, a rapper whose rabid fan base has propelled him to the forefront of hip hop with just two songs, and who raises new questions about fandom in the internet age. The 19 year old rapper, known colloquially as X, exemplifies the jagged edge of SoundCloud's community of devout rap fans. X's popularity peaked during a nearly six-month stint in Broward County Jail, where he faced charges for home invasion robbery and aggravated battery with a firearm. 
He was released in March, receiving a withheld conviction and six years probation. In May, he was set to appear in court facing another litany of charges from another county, including domestic battery by strangulation and aggravated battery of his then-girlfriend, who was allegedly pregnant at the time. The court date has now been moved for the third time to June 26th. According to Complex, there were indeed multiple affidavits from witnesses, 51 pages of medical records, and incriminating audio recordings of the rapper which support the victim's claims. But none of that seems to be enough to dampen his fans' adoration. In fact, X's charges appear to add fuel to the fire of their fandom, with hordes of teens parroting the rapper's side of the story, claiming falsely that the rapper has been acquitted. Earlier this year, some fans even set up a petition to have X's court date moved. It seems that any evidence of their hero's misgivings is perceived as a sign of the outside world impinging on their way of life. Marginalized groups gathering online have been able to effectively organize and bond over specific shared experiences thanks to social media. But conversely, the social web has sustained the existence of hateful and abusive communities such as the hordes of misogynistic men who systematically attack women online. Plenty of stars have had transgressions swept under the rug or actively defended, and it's not specific to hip-hop. But today's culture offers a wrinkle. What used to exist as hushed rumors now appear in much more concrete terms, with allegations and evidence available publicly. The online communities where artists like X thrive rely on a cultish bond that involves an incredible amount of hero worship. Being a fan of XXXTentacion means following him to the ends of the earth, no matter the type of evidence mounted against him. Culture. The NCAA's rules forbid student-athletes from earning money for their athletic talent and reputation. Last month, University of Nevada Las Vegas basketball stars Dylan and Dakota Gonzalez announced they wouldn't be playing another season on the university's team in order to pursue their music careers. It's not surprising that the sisters, who have a large online following, would rather get paid for their work than work for free. And Derek Gayo wrote about how the NCAA's rules harm student-athletes who don't get paid despite working what amounts to a full-time job on top of their regular course load. Hi, Anne. Hey. How's it going, Gabby? Good. So what is the NCAA's reasoning for not paying student-athletes? Not paying the athletes is what keeps them as amateurs, and that, I think, to the NCAA is the key to their insistence that education be put before athletics for anyone who plays in college. But really, um, just because these athletes don't get paid doesn't mean that education always comes first for them, especially if they um, can't afford to buy books, can't afford to buy food, or if they simply aren't academically ready for the schools that they've gone to, or if they just simply don't have time because they're playing these sports all the time. Don't the universities profit off of the teams that the students are a part of? They absolutely do. The NCAA owns it, the images of the athletes, but they bring in tons of revenue for schools through ticket sales, um, even like advertising, jersey sales. Like they don't own their own images at all? They don't own their images at all. And that's something actually that the Gonzalez sisters, that's one thing that kept them from being able to profit off of their music and their social media presence. So they, because the NCAA, or I guess in this case, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas owns their image, they can't use it for anything, even if it's completely unrelated to basketball? 
Yeah, it's actually the NCAA, and they can because the NCAA argues that it's their athletic reputation for a lot of these student athletes that attracts people to them. And, you know, they can argue that a student making money off of something unrelated, like say they have a lawn mowing business, they can argue that their athletic reputation benefits the other business. So that's why they can't make money off of it. So if they left the school's team, what are they going to be doing now that they are free to pursue whatever careers they want? Well, they um, told Slam Online and a couple other outlets that they are going to be pursuing their music. Um, They just released an EP and they have another one out later this summer. They also said that they're going to continue to do basketball clinics and train because they um, are possibly interested in pursuing professional basketball overseas, which is a great option for them because they can stand to make a lot more money than they would here in the U.S. And now are they free to, were they not able to do, like, for example, sponsored Instagram posts before? Yeah, absolutely not. That would have definitely gotten them in trouble. But now they can do whatever they want. Thanks for talking to us about this, Anne. Yeah, thanks so much, Gabby. That concludes The Dispatch. I'm Gabby Del Valle. Till tomorrow.